Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You are here with your host, with the most, it's Lawson. And you're probably wondering where Lyle is. Well, he's actually away at the moment. He's traveling home from a wedding that happened in Queensland. Shout out Braden and Elise. Um, They'll be getting married soon. It was their engagement party. But I'm sitting here beside the always lovely and ever-present Monica. And we're here. We're about to host this thing, and it's going to be awesome. Why are you 15 years younger than me, Lawson? Oh, (laughs) hey, 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 hey. If only. (laughs) Such a sweetie. Yes, indeed, Lyle is away, um, you know, at this thing up in in, in Brisbane. Because Brayden and Elise are getting married in Finland. Yeah. So not everyone can attend. So they're having like a pseudo reception and pseudo reception. Thing. Yeah, kind yeah. of thing happening up there. So yeah, yeah, it was important for Lyle to go, especially because Braden is the associate pastor at Maitland Church, where we all attend, apart mm. from you. Apart from me. Well, you used to go there. I used to work there. You used to work. There. I love Braden and Elise. I just couldn't. I couldn't logistically make it up there, but that's okay because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I get to come down here and, and host a radio instead. You do. Which I am super stoked for. I am very grateful for that. I'm. That's what I'm grateful for this morning. I'm grateful that you came and that you helped us host a show this morning. And you're always. I didn't even have to ask you this time. You volunteered, which I'm just so happy about. Yeah. What are you grateful for this morning, by the way? I am super grateful that. Um, something amazing happened on the weekend. Oh, what's that? Jorge Lorenzo won the Austrian round of the MotoGP. That went straight over my head. Yeah, you probably don't know anything about that. Yeah, basically that was really awesome because it was kind of like, yeah, um, underdog victory, uh, but it was really, really good. But other than that, what I'm actually super grateful for this morning is over the weekend, the church that I'm currently working for, Raymond Terrace Mission, had their first birthday Oh wow! as a church. So it's been one year now that they've been attending and it started, yeah, it started last year and look, like it was starting like, started in a house, then they went to a, a bigger house, then a scouts hall. Um, now they're worshiping out of um, a church that's like not their own church, and they're currently in the in the process of building a church. And I'm so lucky to be a part of that team and, and part of that process. And because uh, the ministry there is just going forward super well in that. I community. hope you guys documented and took pictures of all these like oh. the upgrades to bigger premises and more people. And well, we did a great scrapbook. It really would. We did. Well, we had um we had our first birthday party on the weekend. And it was, yeah, there was, was a slideshow. Yeah, we had a oh, slideshow. I wish I'd of, been of there. Pictures. Why did I get invited? You know, I love birthday cake. Oh, I mean, well. parties. <laughs> <laughs> that, dude, there was this excellent one of the church members is like like a, a cake baker maker. Dude. And they had this cake that dude. was so legit. Why didn't you bring me a slice? I've made you ninja bread men for this. Yeah. And I actually wanted to say, I'm really sorry that I didn't make it to waffles that day as well. Yes. Yeah. Because Every Saturday morning, my housemates and I host a waffle party it's an open invitation waffle Mm. party we have breakfast at my house and And i'm being serious like monica's doing the lord's work with these waffles like they're they're these amazing great tasting vegan waffles that i am just like stoked on every time i get to go well let me tell you someone else is grateful for something this is one of our listeners has texted in their gratitude this morning you can text your gratitude stories to us any time of day or night i will share it with the world uh the number to text is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine uh tim from geelong said that i'm grateful god intervened in an awkward situation i had with business neighbors over a car Oof. parking issue that he sorted Oof. out miraculously mm, sounds a little bit like there might be another story behind that but thank you tim for sharing your gratitude we've shared it with everyone else now so that gratitude can multiply by the way listeners this is the delayed broadcast introduction which means this show has been pre-recorded at an earlier date um 
But hey, do you know what? Don't stress. You can jump across the live show. It's super duper easy. Just download the TuneIn app, search for Faith FM Australia, or you can jump across to our website, which is faithfm.com.au and press play on the live stream at the top of the page. And you can join the live show where the quiz is still going to be happening live. There's a giveaway that you can snap up and uh, you can be up to date with the news and everything. So yeah, stick around though. Today we have a great show coming up for you. Wonderful Bible mm. study about the two Antiochs, Lyle, comes back briefly to interview a farmer. All kinds of stuff going on. You can listen to me butcher a couple of song names. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, stay tuned. Great show coming up.
Welcome back to Faith FM. This is a breakfast show. You are here with Mon and Lawson, who is very kindly filling in for Lyle, who, like we said, mm. he's up in like Queensland or something, attending yeah. a, a wedding. Yeah, yeah. Ipswich. Ipswich. Oh, is that it. what it is? Yeah. Ipswich. Yeah. And uh, of course, we have a new quiz to get our brains into gear. It's Monday. Time for that weekend fog to lift and time for our brains to be in excellent working condition. Of course, you can test your brains now. We're going to have a quiz. I've already mm-hmm. put two clues up on Instagram. Oh, just to let you all know. Shout out. Shout yeah. out the gram. Before the show even started, before we even hit seven o'clock, I had two clues on Insta, on our Insta story. If you want to check them out, go to Faith FM Live. That's our Insta handle. And uh, click on our profile and you can watch Lawson and I give away clues. Mm-hmm. But hey, give us the first clue now live. Okay, so this is a who am I quiz. And the first clue is, I was in prison for insurrection and murder. Whoa. Ooh, spooky. What is insurrection? Spooky. I actually have no idea. <laughs> it sounds like the opposite of resurrection. So he wasn't resurrected. He was insurrected or yeah. something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're terrible people. I'm gonna, maybe, maybe we need to work out who this is. Like we're, we're the ones who are struggling. I know who it is, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember him. Uh, yeah. Oh, I've just looked it up. Insurrection is a violent uprising against an authority okay, or government. That makes sense. That makes I sense. I didn't know he did that. I know he did the murdery thing. I didn't know that he was a uh, a revolutionary. Yeah, we'll start giving away clues because that's well, we, that's what our quiz is for. Yeah, but I mean, telling people what the definition of the clue is is not really giving away. Okay, more. okay, okay, that's fine. I need, I probably need to go read that story a bit more. Read it again mm. because oh. oh, Lyle, calm down. Lyle just texted me the right answer. <laughs> Get out of here! Get <laughs> no, out of here, Lyle. Lyle! Go home! Get out of here! He's not on the <laughs> breakfast show. He's got to get his. <laughs> Get it in before before anybody else. Can we just disqualify him? Yeah, no, for sure we're disqualifying Lyle. <laughs> Go home, Lyle. Okay. <laughs> but glad to hear that you're listening, Lyle. <laughs> just text me one word with the answer. Yes, fine, Lyle. You're correct. No one gets double prizes today. <laughs> Let me tell you a good news story. Oh, P.S. If you know the answer to the quiz, give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM one eight hundred three two four eight four three. If you know the correct answer, we will. Send Send you a prize. Check this out. So you know, do you know what bonsais are? Y- yes. Bonsai, the tiny trees, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So when I was, oh, I must have been in my very late teens, maybe even early twenties, when I first discovered what bonsais were, mm-hmm. and uh, and Did I it was, change your life. No, it made me a bit sad. Uh. It made me a bit sad because these are trees that you're supposed to like trim for years, for decades, and they grow, but they grow tiny Mm. through your trimming, if I remember correctly. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I'm too old now to get one of those. I should have got one of those when I was five years old. And by now it would be like flourishing like a Mm. a good mini tree. Like because you can like trim it and then it'll eventually actually bloom and blossom. Like it'll have like mini plums or mini cherry blossoms or something. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. You know. You know how much I'm into gardening. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're like blank. (laughs) Anyway, there's this dude in India who has done something that I wish I had done. You know how often like you find out things that you wish you started when you were like way Mm -hmm. younger because you feel like you lost so much time. Like musical instruments and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. That's like number one thing. (laughs) For me, it was like bonsai and and any anything musical. I was like, man, I wish I started when I was younger. This guy has been planting a tree every day since he was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And now, almost 40 years later, he has grown a forest that is larger than New York City Central Park. Dang. 
That's amazing. I know, right? And check this out, right? So his name's Jadav Payeng. He's an Indian man and he's now nurtured 1,360 acres of forest on what was once barren landscape that was devastated by erosion. So he's a, he's a father of three and he lives in Majuli, which is the world's largest river island. Mm-hmm. Bet didn't know that. And uh, and as a teenager, he was mortified because he, he kept witnessing hundreds of animals dying from drought amid um, like all the dwindling greenery on the island. So he resolved that he was going to try and fix it by planting one sapling every day. So you know, all the greenery is dying on this island. He's like, you know what? Let me let me try and help. So he started with like simple, uh, I guess what could be described as botanical powerhouses, such as like bamboo and mm-hmm. cottonwood. And, uh, and after almost four decades of growth... His forest is now inhabited by hundreds of elephants, Bengal tigers, rhinos, boars, deer, reptiles, and birds. That's gnarly. Isn't that just incredible? Like, forget a bonsai tree. Have a forest full of animals. (laughs) (laughs) It's just mental. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, (laughs) that's so funny. So, he says he's actually lost count of how many trees he planted. Mm. um, And he believes there are now hundreds of thousands of trees, uh, which obviously provide shade and shelter to the wildlife. And although you think it might be easy to calculate, right, because like if you just planted one a day and you're now 40 years on, like 40 mm. times 365, but it turns out that it's, it's he, you know, he, his goal was to do one a day, but he would often do more, um, you know, if he had a time. Because planting a tree is like, you know, snap your fingers and you're done. Like it's not something that takes a lot yeah. of time. So he's often like, um, you know, two or three or more and uh, just taking like 10 minutes to plant like a whole little patch. Mm. And uh, and he said, you know, it's not as if I did it alone. You plant several trees and they have to seed. And once they seed, the wind knows how to plant them. The birds know how many to sow. Uh, birds here know how to sow them. The, the cows know, the elephants know, even the river knows. The entire ecosystem knows how to bring these things back to life. And, uh, and uh, do you know what? He actually got a little bit of criticism for this. Mm. So island locals actually used to call him crazy for his ambitions. Um but since you know he was ac- he was actually discovered uh, by a wandering wildlife journalist accidentally about ten years ago in two thousand and seven, uh, and they made a little um, an article a little doco about him called the Forest Man of India. So you can actually jump online and Google uh, Forest Man of India, and he's been hailed as a civilian hero by the government and an internationally recognised conservational role model. And he of course has no plans of stopping anytime soon oh, either. That's, that's what we want to hear. Though he makes money selling cow's milk in his nearby village, he mm. continues planting trees and he says he's going to do it until his last breath. And, uh, and Dude, commitment. Yeah, and they say that this has already rejuvenated the entire island, um, but he hopes to rejuvenate another island uh, with 5,000 acres of trees. And he said, I see God in nature. Nature Cute. tells us about God. It gives me inspiration and it gives me power. And as long as it survives, I'll survive. Isn't that beautiful? Dude, that's amazing. That's so cool. Like <laughs> just before when you're talking about the animals, like, man, that's so funny. Like instead of planting a bonsai tree in your apartment, like just go out and plant a forest. And then, you know, now you've got elephants and tigers and stuff. That's I amazing. Know. Isn't that mental? I mean, I, I, I do wish that I had, you know, planted a forest <laughs> <laughs> from when I was a child onwards. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been mental. That would have been great to see now how, how much it would have grown. Do you know what? Maybe some of our listeners have done something from when they were quite young and kept it up and they have just amazing results now. Mm. If you have something that you've kept up from a young age, give us a call now and tell us all about it. I'd love to hear about this. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's one 800 
tell us what you've done. Tell us what you've been chipping away at for so long and uh, you're now reaping the rewards. Let me quickly tell you one more story in our last minute. I want to tell you a story about a wedding that just recently happened over the weekend. Zach Edwards and his bride are getting married on Shell Beach in Alabama. Uh, and just after that, they said the ceremony the ceremonies that I do is are posing for wedding photos when they heard someone screaming for help. Mm-hmm. And uh, 18-year-old Jamel Robinson was trapped in a riptide, riptide 500 uh, yards out to the sea. Ooh. And uh, he was struggling to stay afloat. And uh, there were lifeguards on duty, but they were busy saving other drowning uh, swimmers from the current because the current was very strong that day. And... Um, and Cindy, the bride, she immediately urged her newlywed husband to save the boy. And so Zach took off his wedding shirt and, with, <laughs> and was about to take off his pants before his wife said, there's no time, just do it. So he took off down the beach, jumped into the surf, um, grabbed a boogie board and saved this guy's life. Amazing. Can you imagine? Got married, saved someone's life all on the same day. Brayden, you have a standard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's Brayden? He's my friend. Oh, the guy who's getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 and 88. And Monica, 
Yes, darling. Hit us. What's what's the next clue? The next clue. Who am I? The people were persuaded by the chief priests and elders to ask for my freedom. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. So, so the chief priests and the elders want this insurrectioner, insurrector, insurrector and murderer out on the loose. Mm. So we've so established weird. that he's a bad dude. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, lots of good people did bad things. Yeah, but like we're he's in the, but he's known as a murderer. Is he? I mean, there's a couple of good people in the Bible who were known for having murdered people. Yeah, and the quiz but, hasn't. But would you say they're murderers? Well, once well, you've murdered well, someone, you're a murderer. Well, yeah, okay, you can't go yeah, back on that. Yeah, they're, they're murderers. But like, if, for example, like David, yeah, got done for murder. Yeah. But then he was called someone who was after God's own heart. Yeah, but you never know where, the, where this quiz might go. Ooh. Yeah. Dude. And in fact, you just gave away a big one by saying David because now we know it's not David. So we're like one step closer. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's, it's okay, always, but we've, gi- we've given away the fact me. that this is a baddie and, uh, and the chief priest wanted him out on the streets, which is a weird thing to want. But I guess if you know the story, you know why they want him mm-hmm, out on the streets. Mm-hmm. Give us a call if you know the answer. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Tell us the answer. We will send you the prize. Lawson, what's going on in the world? There are lots of amazing things going on in the world. I have two stories that revolve around um, flying and aviation. And the first story comes from Cape Canaveral in Florida. Do you know what happens in Cape Canaveral? Uh, People wear capes? I don't know. No. What? I, I knew you weren't going to know this. I'm like, classic <laughs> Monica. No, um, so the NASA sort of launch pad is, oh, yeah. is based in Cape uh-huh. Canaveral uh-huh. in Florida. And uh, last night well actually on sunday morning but it was last night for us mm-hmm. they launched a spaceship to the sun they got a fry no but this this is the thing they're only they're only gonna get like as close as they can yeah, without it's, dying it's six million kilometers away from the sun okay are there live people inside this no, spaceships or no, robots no 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 it's a it's a probe it's okay, like okay. it's um control controlled from uh-huh. the uh the space station um but yeah this space probe um that will touch the sun i'm using using air quotes for that uh-huh. um and reach record-breaking speeds has successfully blasted off from Cape Canaveral. Uh, the reason why it, it emphasizes the successful is because they actually had a technical malfunction the Ooh. day that was supposed to leave on Saturday. But um, yeah, some some different alarm bells, uh, you know, some telemetric uh, instruments in the in the pl- in the spacecraft wasn't uh-huh. working, uh-huh. so they delayed the launch um, until so they kept the Sabbath. That's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> until three thirty on Sunday morning. Um, in which they, yeah, shot this spacecraft into space to, like, go to the sun. What, like, what is it they think they've got to find out? Are they looking to find out just anything new about the sun? Yeah, so what they're trying to, to find out is, you know, solar, wind, and radiation. They're trying to monitor um, and, uh, and understand about that. According to, um, yeah, the guys at NASA, apparently they don't know that much about it. Um, and so apparently these solar flares and solar winds and radiation have the ability to actually knock out power grids on Earth. Wow. So, so yeah, and the sun is actually – because we're, we're like 150 million kilometres away from the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and this spacecraft is going to get around 6 million kilometres away from the sun. So that's a lot closer it's than we are. a lot closer. Within 4% of how far away we are. And, yeah, what they're doing is trying to just gain data and – 
capture some images of the sun and just try and understand more solar flares um, and that kind of thing. And it's actually really funny. Um, as the spacecraft was taking off, blaring out of the control center was a song. Could you guess the song? Uh, so the controls for the heart of the sun by Pink Floyd. No, no. Um, Grand Control Automated Tom by David Bowie. No. I give up. It's uh, Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been my third guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as it's, as it's taking off, you know, here comes the sun. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, this is the classic. I've only seen this on movies, but, you know, when they all start like clapping yeah, after, yeah. after the uh, spaceship takes off. But the other amazing thing about this spaceship is they're actually testing how fast something can go in space. And they're planning. They, they want this spacecraft to travel at 430,000 miles per hour. What? Yeah. So this spacecraft, it's made out of this special um, carbon slash aluminum hybrid, this, this really um, you know, advanced material that they've come up with at NASA. And they're going to get this spacecraft to fly through space at 430 miles per hour, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is... Like, space is a vacuum, so, you know, as it goes with resistance, there'll be much less. So, you know, the thing falling... It, like, it'd be different from travelling that speed um, on Earth. Yeah, yeah. Because you have so much wind resistance uh-huh, and friction uh-huh, and that yep. sort of thing. But still... Stuff holding you back. But still, there is, like, you know, inertia in space. And it's just, like... It's just hectic. I love where space extra exploration is going. Um, you know, another story around that sector is Elon Musk is taking... Um, Space, oh, Tesla private. The reason I bring up Elon Musk is he is also the founder and owner of SpaceX, SpaceX yep. which is, you know, the private um, space exploration mm-hmm. company that mm-hmm. wants to go to Mars. And there's just like amazing things happening there. They've actually recently found water on Mars. Um, oh, they did? Yep. They found uh, these underground frozen lakes. No, it wasn't frozen. It was running. That's what made it so amazing. They were unfrozen underground lakes of huh. water, which is, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see that just go further in the future because you know what like before i die i'd love to travel to mars you would do it i, I would i'd do it oh you couldn't you couldn't pay me enough money to do it you, you're not Never. about that no do- i'm staying right here on earth where i was put well do you fly monica not comfortably no not comfortably yeah i do it i don't necessarily like it i do it because it's a necessary evil like okay. I, I love to travel just mm. don't like being in do you have like a standard like okay if it's like single engine if it's like no, propeller like no, do, do no. you don't you don't go near that stuff no like, no no well um yeah my actually next door my next story is a little bit tragic it comes out of indonesia um and a young boy is the only survivor of a plane crash that happened mm. in Indonesia. Um, a 12-year-old boy is the sole survivor from the crash of a light commercial vehicle in the mountainous region of Indonesia's easternmost province of Papua. Two pilots and six other passengers died in the crash. Oh, so, yeah, this is just like a, a regular old commercial flight, but uh-huh. it was, yeah, very small, small yeah. aircraft, only single engine, single propeller. Do you know, actually, I, I know a few pastors who have a rule of thumb that they don't break, and that is they refuse to fly in small planes because apparently, like, you know, a lot of pastors, they get invited out by people to, you know, go take trips, you know, just here, mm. there, everywhere. And uh, and a lot of them, you know, end up having these crashes because they're not commercial pli- pilots often they're not you know they're just like hobby pilots and stuff like yeah. this and they're not as experienced and uh and so i remember this one particular pastor i used to work for him and he was like i absolutely refuse to go in small aircrafts with hobby pilots he's like i just don't do it i've, mm. I've known so many colleagues who have died from it so i only had a flight commercial <sighs> which is a hard hard line to take but i see where he's coming from yeah. well i was actually 
blessed early this year i spoke up in i I had a speaking appointment up in burke um Mm -hmm. in the desert out in northwest uh uh, New South Wales. Yeah. And yeah, we sm- we flew. Actually, uh, I rocked up to the hangar and they've, they're they checking the plane. They had this like, I think they had the six-seater plane ready to go. I think I was on the exact same trip in the exact same plane. Up to Burke. Yeah, up to Burke. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I rocked up and they're checking the plane out and they're like, oh, it's broken. whoa (laughs) um, there was something wrong with the the exhaust manifold attachment on one of the engines so they were like no can't fly it so they were like we're gonna go in the smaller plane in the smaller one yeah in the the little one so yeah we jumped in the uh the little Uh four-seater and headed up to burke we're a little bit slower to get up there but it was actually amazing. I was like, man, I want to do this. Like, I want to fly people around. You feel like a little blowfly being just basseted around D- by any little tiny It's true. Like, breeze. when the wind comes in oh. and you're just like... I kept screaming when I went to Burke. Because I didn't know it was supposed to, like, be so bumpy and, like, just... You're supposed to, like, flit around like a fly. And I literally just kept screaming. Dude, my favorite part of the flight, actually, was when, like, we come up to... When you come up to the runway, like, in Burke. And the dude, like, has to, you know, do the turnaround to get lined up for the runway yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, he tips the plane over oh, and it's like you, you're like nearly you know perpendicular and but but it's cool because centrifugal force holds you and it's yeah hey awesome. if you're a pilot give us a call and maybe you can <laughs> soothe our fears with my fears about how flying little planes are great you never know maybe maybe it's better somehow i don't know tell me the science science often calms me down but hey this is sailor his eye is on the sparrow stay tuned we're going to have our guest interview next with lyle and janelle the farmer And I know 
Welcome back to Faith FM. Lyle last week interviewed Janelle the Farmer and uh, pre-recorded it for us. So you are going to now enjoy this interview. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful interview about the drought. And stay tuned. We're going to put up on social media details on how to donate for the drought. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, AM 8 or 88 right across Australia, wherever you are. And this morning for our guest interview, I have a very special guest who is joining us. Uh, Janelle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lyle. Thank now, you very much. Just as an introduction, Janelle is a farmer from uh, uh, Western New South Wales, um, up at Moree, is that correct? That's right. Yes, we're up here at Moree. And uh, yes. the reason that we've got you on the show today, Janelle, is because we'd really like to talk about the drought now. So we're doing some fundraising here uh, through Faith FM and the North New South Wales Conference for farmers and people who are really struggling at this particular time. So, um, yeah, we wanted to talk to somebody who's actually facing, you know, the drought crisis that we have taking place and find out what is actually happening now, so where exactly are you? Somewhere near Moree. Whereabouts? Um... Uh, yes, well, uh, we are half an hour southwest of Moree. Okay. Um, it's Malawar District. So, yeah, half an hour southwest of Moree, which is northwest New South Wales. Sure. Now, tell us a little bit about your, um, your farm there and what you're actually producing. How many acres and, and, and what, are you, what are you producing on your farm? What's, what's okay. your question in time? Sure, sure. Uh, well, we um, are farmers and grazing, mm-hmm. and um, we have uh, 4,000 acres here, or 1,800 hectares, mm-hmm. and we actually lease the farm here, um, so yeah, it um, makes it a little bit more difficult. But Yeah, that's an, that's an added, added um, level of burden, isn't it? What was that like? I say that's an added level of burden? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. It does make it a bit more difficult. Um, it is a family business. It is my parents' business, which, yeah, I guess um, makes it a little bit easier. But uh, we still, um, yeah, pay a lease. So, sure, sure. Yeah, so we produce um, mm-hmm. normally wheat, um, chickpeas, and also um, we have cattle, mm-hmm. Angus and Angus cross cattle. So... Yeah. And normally um, how many head of cattle would you run? Um, normally we have about, yeah, 100, 110 breeder cows and, um, yeah, usually two bulls. And um, and then, yeah, we have the carbs and the wieners and so forth. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And uh, how long have you been running this operation for? Um, no, we've been out here since 1989. So oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a while now. Yep. Yeah, it's um, yeah. And you enjoy the uh, enjoy the enjoy the farming life. We do, we do love it. I think yeah, we've just been out here so long. I've actually been brought up on the land. I'm a farmer's yeah. daughter, and my husband loves it. We've got two sons, and um, yeah, they they love it too. So. Um, I mean, it, it's challenging sometimes, as in what's happening at the moment. Sure. Um, we have been through droughts before and floods. What's um, this drought like compared to previous droughts? This drought is the worst drought I have ever seen, that we have ever seen and ever been through. Um, already? Drought back, yes, already, absolutely. We had a drought back in... 2000, I think it was, mm-hmm. and it was quite bad. But I don't ever remember it being this bad, Lyle. Like we, 
we are feeding cattle, and and we've never done that here at Moree on this farm before, like hand feeding. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've had to put them on. I think the previous drought we had, we had to put them on the the um, the, the um, fields, you know, the crop stubble. Sure, um, sure, and yeah. Whereas normally they're on the grazing fields. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, we're actually we've had to buy um, hay. We've had to buy two road load, road chain loads of hay, and also about ten ton of cottonseed for their protein side of it. Yeah, and I don't ever remember us having to do that here on our farm at Moree. So it's very bad, very bad. Um, and uh, yeah. what 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 does the future look like? I mean, is there rain on the horizon well, somewhere, or what are the long-term forecasters yeah. saying? Well, what I've been hearing, I heard an interview when I went to town on Monday, I think it was, and one of the ladies was being interviewed from from BOM, from Bureau of Meteorology, and she was saying that, um, and also Landline has been saying that we're on um, El Nino Watch, I think, yeah, your phone line is um, actually broke up there for a little bit. You've, you, but you were saying you've been on. You're on El Nino. Watch. Oh, sorry. That's <laughs> no, okay. Yes, um, that's right. It's yes, part of part um, of living in the bush is having a bit of a dodgy phone line yes, on occasions. Sorry. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Can you hear me better? Yeah, now? no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yes, that's right. We did. He- I did hear on the radio on a lady interview um, that works, you know, for the Bureau of Meteorology, and she was saying that we're. It's looking like we might be heading toward El Nino. Um, yeah, it's, I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but it, it, Landline did say a week or two ago um, that, yeah, Bureau of Meteorology once again saying that we're on, um, yeah, El, El Nino watch. Mm-hmm, but it mm-hmm. is just so dry here, Lyle. Like, there's just no feed for the cattle at all other than what we've, we've brought in. And, um, yeah, we have very limited income. Sure. And heaps of expenses, <laughs> as always. That's farming. Know, they don't stop. Um, the rates, we just got our annual rate account. The rates have actually gone up. They usually go up a little bit each year. But, um, yeah. So So what's um, your future look like if El Nino hits and the drought just yes. continues you know, right through the summer yes. and we get you know, a blazing hot summer? What does yes. that mean for your stock and what does that mean for your crops? Well, we have no crops planted, which is basically a first for us. I don't ever remember not having any, some sort of crop planted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we don't have any winter season, which is quite bizarre. Um, as far as our cattle goes, um, we plan to, we've got about 40 calves, and about 95 breeder Angus cattle. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, once we, um, you breed, like once these calves are weaned from their mothers, um, my husband and um, our son has decided that if the drought continues, um, we'll just basically get these calves to weaner age off their mothers and then they we usually sell our weaners anyway once they're weaned. But if the drought continues, we... You know, we won't be continuing to just keep buying feed once those calves are weaned. Mm. Um, we'll have basically no other choice than to sell our beautiful um, Angus Angus Cross breeder cows that we love because um, you just have to do what's wise financially to survive in the industry. 
And, um, yeah, we'll have to sell, which would be very, very strange for us. We never had to do that before. Um, it's quite a good area here at Moree. We have good, rich agricultural area normally with good soil. Mm. Um, a lot of people probably have heard about Moree Plains as being very good agricultural area. Um, so yeah, that's what we're, we're looking at. Um, we, we're trying to think positive. Yep. Um, we are Christians. Um, and we trust in God. Mm, and, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. God's good in so many ways. Yeah. Well, let me, yeah, let me actually, so. let me actually come to that then because, um, you know, during, during events like this, how important to you is your connection relationship with God? Oh, for me, it's it's crucial, mm-hmm. extremely important, Lyle. Um, yeah, I, I I really struggle to understand how people can cope in these difficult, you know, scenarios that are happening with our climate without God. And um, yeah, you know, it's, so we all know suicides. Yeah. Far too common, and um, we just need to hold on to God. That's my advice. I have lost my appetite, and the flood is welling up behind my eyes. So I eat the tears I cry, and if that were not enough. They know just the words to cut and tear and prod When they ask me where's your God Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? I can remember when you showed your face to me As a deer pants for water So my soul thirsts for you And when I behold your glory You so faithfully renew Like a bed of rest For my fainting flesh I am satisfied in you When I'm staring at the ground It's an inbred feedback loop That brings me down So it's time to lift my brow And remember better days When I love to worship you in all your ways With the sweetest songs of praise Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? I can remember when you Showed your grace to me As a deer pants for water So my soul thirsts for you And when I 
interesting that you make this statement I don't know that how we could how we could deal with it how we could cope without God and yet there are other people out there no doubt who would be saying how can you believe in God when events like this happen what would you say to somebody like that you know that that sort of just sees it and like well you know clearly God doesn't exist because if God loved you he'd make it rain well I, I just I have a faith I, I believe in um, the Holy Scriptures and the promises that are in the Holy Word and um, God has given us so many beautiful promises and um, one of those is found in in the New Testament um, in Peter law in first uh-huh. Peter 5 verse verse 7 and, and it says cast all your cares upon him for he careth for you you know like there's just Promise after promise in the Holy Scriptures, and and I um I believe in God. I believe that He wants the best for us, mm. and that He has a plan. Um, and God can see the end from the beginning. I believe. Sure. Um, and He He has a plan for those who believe in Him, Lyle, and yeah. and seek Him, and um, yeah, I 
and I, I really believe that with all my heart. So I have been brought up a Christian, but um, we all have to choose for ourselves, don't we? Yeah, that's we right. Absolutely. Believe and... Um, yeah. Have you have you, have you have you ever felt like have you ever felt like God has just abandoned you? Um No, not really. I think when these challenges come for us, mm-hmm. um we know what the scriptures say, you know that down on this earth we will have trials and tribulations and struggles. I think for me it brings me closer yeah. to God yep. because I yep. feel more of a need like I was thinking about it just recently, like if everything went um, really smoothly down here on earth, I don't think I'd probably feel my need of God as much, you know, I'd just be cruising and um, maybe a bit more self selfish or self-centered. No, not for me. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. obviously we all have our struggles and yeah, we have yeah. days, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure but, you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... You, you were talking a minute ago how, um, yeah, sorry, you were talking a minute ago how that, um, um, you know, it, 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 God has a plan for each one of us and God has a plan for you and you, and you trust him in that. Now, you're in a situation yes. now where you've got, you've got no crops in the ground and you're looking no. at the possibility of selling your breeding stock. Yes. If you go down that path, what is yes. your future? Because that to well, me sounds like a, a piece of land that is costing a lot of money but is absolutely producing nothing. Yes. Well, I guess this this property um, does have an irrigation license. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we are currently leasing that irrigation license, but that it was a three-year lease. And we've only got one year left of that lease, and um, I, unless, like, obviously, if things don't improve, nobody's going to be interested in um, leasing that water license um, water. Mm. So, yeah, we do have that little bit of security for a year, but other than that, there's no income with winter crops. I guess we're hopeful. Well, like, to be a farmer, you have to be. An optimist. Oh, this is what I love about um, all the farmers that I talk to. They're just all optimists. Like, yeah, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we've seen this before. Like, yeah. we've been through droughts. We've been through floods. We've, we've farmed since 89. And to be a farmer, you really do have to be optimistic, even though we believe that we live in a world that, um, you know, has a lot of problems and um, is not really... Um, yeah, a perfect world by any means, you know. Um, so we we always try to think positive. Um, our son and my husband have got the planter out, which is our um, in, red crop planter that we haven't used for quite a while because we haven't had summer seasons for about three years. Like it's been very dry for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But the last six months, it's really kicked in nasty, like yep. the worst. Yep. But, yeah, my husband and my son have got the row crop planter out and they're servicing it, getting ready for summer season. So yep. in case, you know, the drought breaks as the weather warms up into summer and um, some rains come and they can, you just go with what comes. We've got God gives us, you know. Yeah, so absolutely. So we, we, are, we are optimistic always. But at the same time, we just leave it in God's hands, take a day at a time and a season at a time, mm, mm. and 
and it's you know, and it's, it's what God gives us. We just go. If it comes to the words, maybe God wants us to sell. We just, as I say, we just take a day at a time, yeah, and, 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 and a season at a time. Today. Yeah. But I mean, I know a lot of people are doing it a lot more tough than us um, further west, and my heart goes out to them, and it saddens my heart so much to see Australia in the, you know, the situation that we're facing at the moment. Mm. Um, but. Um, yeah, we'll I've just, talked to um, I've talked to some yeah. farmers who have you know set paddocks aside as a as a reserve for the drought and didn't, and then just had those um, paddocks stripped by um, kangaroos and that kind of thing. Do you have um, that same yes. kind of problem where you are? Uh, yes, we we probably don't have it quite as bad as what some farms further west have it, but mm. we do have a kangaroo problem, and we have had a kangaroo problem for years to a certain degree. Um, and sometimes, you know, people ring us and want to come in and, um, and shoot the kangaroos, um, mm. to help us keep them down because they do breed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, yeah, breed up and it's a problem like every winter when we have our wheat and barley and even the chickpeas as well, they'll even eat those. They'll come in on the crops and, you know. Mm have a good old eat and they do damage the crops um, like it does cost the farmers money but yeah I've, I heard on the TV recently that you know with the drought they're becoming more and more of a problem because yeah, well, it's a bit of a struggle you know the three times the numbers of what we had you know 20-30 years ago and, and combined with mm. the drought and it's just um, you know they're looking for food along with everybody else and that's it right. does, does just too? add to yeah. add to the struggle and that's an additional right. burden on you know, top. That's right. And they, they need water. Just They have needs like we do too, but it's just when they breed up. And, and Australia's um, a dry continent and mm. there's not a lot of water when there's a serious drought. So, yeah, it's a, it's a real um, serious issue for Australia, um, the kangaroo numbers. Mm. Mm. I think, I think this, um, the government has um, changed the laws with regard to kangaroos, I think they're currently changing the laws that, you know, farmers can um, yeah, intervene yep. and and cull to a certain degree a bit more than what they were able to. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's what we're facing, Lyle. Sure. Now, just one last question. What would you say to other sure. farmers that are struggling with their faith, you know, in a, in a crisis like this? Struggling with their faith? Yeah, their faith in God. Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would just encourage them to. Um, I would just encourage them to take a day at a time and um, to to trust in God and and just if they have a Bible, I would really encourage them just to to read um, the Gospels and 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 Psalms, some of the beautiful promises that are in there that are just so encouraging mm. and to hold on to God and just to trust in Him to pray um, and um, yeah it's not easy no it's um, not easy and it's, to it's, rely it's, on it's, friends it's, too, it's part of living you know? in a world that has been cursed by sin but um, yeah, yeah Janelle well, that's what we believe yeah yeah thank, thank you so much for joining us today really appreciate your perspective on this and we're hoping that we can raise you know some really significant funds to help out the farmers oh thank you Lyle yeah no thank praise you. God it's a pleasure yeah it's a you. pleasure to be able to talk to you and um yeah, we'll keep praying for rain and, and for 
wisdom and guidance for all us farmer Aussies. Yeah, absolutely. Farmers, I yeah. Yeah. Right, you're listening to Faith FM. We're going to take a music break right now and we'll be back right after the 8 o'clock news with Encounter with God. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Hey, Mon. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh, yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. 